Hey sister, we have a special episode for you today. I just got done recording with Dr. Janie and interviewing her and it was so much fun. Uh, We got to know more about her background, how she came to know the Lord, more about her journey with being on the birth control pill and God calling her off of that. And also about what it's been like for her to try to get pregnant with her husband and her walk with God in all of this too. And oh my goodness, the end, which I think I'm splitting this into two parts, but at the end of the episode, she really dug into how she serves her clients in a very gospel, God-centered, prayerful manner. And it is so encouraging and convicting. So right away, like number one, if you are struggling with being pregnant, you want to listen to this because it's really interesting and cool. And then number two, if you have a doctor or if you know of a doctor who is um, who is a believer, you should totally share this with them because Dr. Jamie, man, God has called her to this platform of of just kind of challenging anyone in the health field for how they can incorporate talking about God and bringing that into their practice. It's super duper cool. So listen in if you're dealing with infertility and or if you're a doctor, share that with a friend. And um, before we get going, I also want to encourage you guys, if you have not joined our Facebook group yet, it is so much fun. Like I'm not kidding. It's, um, it's period cycles, ovulation. It's on Facebook. It's super cool. It's very interactive. And I mean, talking about fun things like ant flow and what it's like for you, your emotions behind wanting to get pregnant and your walk with God in that. And it's really, really cool to know that you are not alone. You're absolutely loved and you're seen and you're walking with other women who are going through the same journey. So I totally encourage you guys to join that group if you haven't yet. And let's get into this really fun interview with Dr. Jamie. Hey sister, welcome to For the Love of Hormones podcast. Do you have a desire to get pregnant in God's design and be free from the pressure of going straight to IUI or IVF? Hey, I'm Becca. While I was blessed with two children, I then suffered from three miscarriages. I too felt emotionally wrecked anytime I was around a pregnant friend. I wanted to understand God's design for my body and how to care for it naturally, but I just kept telling myself that it was too complicated and I needed to be content with my circumstances. Until I found the answer, hormone health and tracking. In this podcast, you will find answers to all of your period, ovulation, and cycle questions so that you will be able to find the path for getting pregnant in God's design. So sister, for the love of hormones, put that pregnancy test stick down and grab your Bible, matcha green tea, and a journal because it's time for a come to Jesus and hormones meeting. Lord Jesus, we just come before you and I thank you so much for allowing Dr. Jamie and I to record today. I pray that you would guide our conversation and take it where you want it to go and open doors where you, that you want us to discuss and that uh, the woman listening to this would be so encouraged by Dr. Jamie's story and that you would really speak through your Holy Spirit, um, through Dr. Jamie to the listener and um, that you would just really encourage her through Dr. Jeannie, in Jesus, can we pray these things? Amen. Amen. Hey, hello, Dr. Jeannie. I'm so excited to um, interview you 
and get to know you even better. So thank you for coming today. Yes, thank you for having me. This is so much fun. Awesome. Okay, so I wrote down a few questions and we'll just kind of go with that and see how this interview goes. And I'm excited just to get to know you more and hear more of your story. Um, so my first question is, what what was your upbringing like? I don't really know much about your upbringing. Okay, so my upbringing. Well, I grew up... Um, in a couple different places, my entire family's military. Um, so to make it simpler, it's just me and my grandmothers who haven't served. Uh, so everybody served in my family. So uh, kind of jumped around a little bit growing up, mostly in Missouri. Um, but I spent a majority of my time in a small town where my mom was raised. And because um, my dad was overseas a lot. So instead of staying on the army base um, for a while, we would uh, stay where she grew up and my grandparents were there. And so I kind of uh, grew up in the middle nowhere, Missouri. It's uh, called AVA, A-V-A. And it's just outside of Springfield. And yeah, small town. And I went to college. I went to nursing school in Springfield, so I didn't go very far. <laughs> And, uh, yeah, so mostly Missouri and, um, but my brothers had to, had to like move all over. They went to like Louisiana and Georgia and North Carolina, but I was the lucky one. I was the oldest and I, I did most of my time in Missouri. Okay, <laughs> cool. That's awesome. And did you say how many siblings you have? I have two younger brothers. Okay. Gotcha. Mm -hmm. And what was kind of like the faith or the religious atmosphere of your house growing up? Oh, that's a really good question. So, um, you know, my family story is pretty awesome because we've all kind of come together in our faith at the same time. I didn't, we didn't really start out in like a spirit-filled household. It was just, um, probably a lot of that was just because of being in the military um, the dynamics were always shifting. My dad was sometimes home, sometimes not. My mom was not a single mom, but, uh, sometimes she acted like one cause my dad would be gone for like a year at a time. So, um, you know, it wasn't until, um, like middle school did, do I remember like going to church? Maybe it might've been a little bit younger than that, maybe like fifth grade or so, but like, that's when like I got introduced to going to church and learning about Jesus. Um, and I, I didn't get saved in, until I was in like middle school. And um, then we really started um, going to church regularly. So like, it's been interesting because we've all kind of, you know, my parents, my mom was raised Baptist. Um, I'm not sure what my dad, what their family was, um, but my dad identifies when he was with my mom as, as more of Pentecostal. And so, um, by what I was raised in a, a Pentecostal church, you would say, I guess, since like middle school, my mom's best friend was a, is a pastor in a Pentecostal church. Um, so I think that's what kind of, um, influenced that decision as well. Um, so yeah, I, awesome. so I remember some of my earliest, the, earliest church memories we my parents would drive it felt like an hour and we'd end up going down this dirt road and like we were in this like tiny backwoods old school 
Pentecostal church. <laughs> it was awesome. That's so cool. So like what prompted your family to, you know, not be churchgoers to be ch- being churchgoers like when you were around that middle school age? Oh, I don't know. I'd have to ask my my parents. I've never really like asked them that. Um, yeah. I imagine probably quite a few things though. I know with, um, you know, my parents' uh, marriage, there were stress points in that. And that so that probably had um, some influence in that. And just the fact that um, they're raising three kids and trying to instill values and... Um, but yeah, I mean, I don't know the whole backstory. I'm going to have to ask them that. That'd be a good question to know. Yeah. To answer. I'm curious. Yeah. 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 That's interesting. Cause like they both have the background, but then there was this time in life that it wasn't happening. I wonder if it was because your dad was away so much and there just wasn't like that consistent stability. Um, right. Cont- yeah, for mm-hmm. sure. You know, and my, my grandparents, they, they identify as Christian, but like, you know, to this day, I've never, um, they've never like talked about God or I've never seen a Bible in their house and stuff. So I was like, I know like those values were probably not instilled, um, in my mom, on my, I'm speaking on my mom's side, on my mm-hmm. mom's side. And so, um, it's been, it's been really cool because my parents are younger, they're younger parents. My mom had me when she was 18. Right. So like, I got cool young parents so it's yeah. it's it's really cool that um we're all kind of growing in, in our faith together we've all kind of like taken this like we're all growing in our own ways but like together our faith as a family is just like blossoming as well it's just really cool to be like i'm growing and you're growing and mom and dad are growing and like mm. this is like it's really beautiful that is amazing that's so cool and so tell me more about, you said you got saved when you were in middle school. Like what happened? how did you come to know the Lord as your king? Um, so I don't remember a whole lot about my childhood and I, it's kind of weird. I know other people like they, like my husband, he remembers like every little thing. Um, my brother remembers every little thing. I don't remember a whole lot. And um, I think probably some of that is just the coping mechanism with, my dad's deployments and things like that. Um, but I, so I don't, all the details are fuzzy and I don't dwell on the past. I think that's probably just part of my mindset. I'm always, um, looking ahead. So I don't really dwell on the past a whole lot, but, um, I do remember I was in, um, like the children's church or whatever you call it these days, youth group. (laughs) and. I remember, I can't, her name was Sarah. She had curly red hair. She was a friend of my mom's. She was leading the youth group and we're, we were talking. We had just finished the story. I don't remember which one it was. Um, and then I just, we just started asking, it was me and my brother, my, the one that's, uh, closest to me in age. And we, I was just asking questions about being saved and stuff. And she just, she led me to led me to Christ said like do you want it like once I understood what it was and then she asked me and I was like yeah I do and so she led me in a little little church youth group classroom <laughs> oh that is so special and amazing that's so yeah. cool man um 
That's awesome. So you come to know the Lord around middle school. Um, did you always envision being a doctor? Like, obviously you went to nursing school. So tell me kind of about that, you know, transition from middle to high school and a desire to go into the medical field. Yeah. So that's kind of a funny story. I grew, so I remember I wanted to be a surgeon and I wanted to be a plastic surgeon. Yes. I had high high expectations (laughs) for myself, right? Okay. (laughs) I specifically wanted to just do surgery on people and it came from nowhere. There's no physicians in my family. Like I just had this, I was like, I want to be a doctor and I I wanted to be a surgeon. Um, and so I, so yeah, so, you know, I grew up in a really small town. I had like, my class was like 105, maybe a hundred at senior year graduating. Um, so you can imagine we don't have the best counselors, career people, you know, (laughs) um, my whole family's military. They're like career military. So like nobody's really been to college. Um, so like I'm the first, I'm first gen. And, um, I kind of pioneered it, figured it out on my own. So like when I'm like trying to like figure out what it takes to get it, like become a doctor and like, I find out like, oh, it takes like four years for a degree and then four years of medical school and then three to eight years of training. And I'm like, I'll be 30. What? I'm not doing this. This is crazy. (laughs) I was like, (laughs) it's like. I was like, this is ridiculous. I was like, no way. And I was like, well, um, my I had an aunt who was an ER nurse and, and she's an um, amazing nurse. And um, so she kind of like spoken to that of like, maybe you can consider nursing. And, and I had some friends that were, their moms worked at the hospital. So I went and shadowed them and stuff in high school. And I was like, okay, I can do this nursing thing. This is cool. I still get to like take care of people, do some really cool stuff. Um, and I'm not in school forever. And (laughs) so I did that. I actually got accepted into an accelerated program. So I, um, did all my nursing credits and all of the like basic science credits that you have to have for nursing school. I did them all at the same time. So I was like on super speed and I got my RN when I was, um, when I was, uh, 21, 20, actually. That's I graduated, awesome. yeah, graduated in two years and, and started working as a nurse. Um, so then I did that, which was for five years. Um, and so my first job was at UTMB Galveston, and I worked in the surgical ICU. And that was a crazy experience in itself, um, going from the middle of nowhere, Missouri to Texas. Um, my, that's where my aunt worked. So that's what led me down there. And, uh, push, I was, it's funny. Cause I was like, I, I was like, I was pushing morphine into IVs before I could legally drink. Cool. <laughs> I was like, right. I was like, Oh, I have this like crazy narcotic. I'm drawing it up. It's like, I have to have somebody watch me pull it up and give it. And, but, and I can't even like drink alcohol. I can't do anything, but I can handle, I can handle, uh, IV, IV, uh, narcotics. It's cool. Awesome. It was a really weird, it was a really weird, uh, experience being able to like do all this stuff at such a young age. But there was one night, um, I was working night shift and I was taking an extra break with some girls and uh, with my preceptor. And 
and this is all God, out of nowhere, I just get this crazy thought of like, you're going to be a doctor. Like, cause like my preceptor was like talking to me and I'm, she's like, what are you going to do? Cause it's like, I only have my ASN associates in nursing and like, obviously I need to pursue other things. And, and I just had this wild hair of like, here I am, I'm working with all these, uh, residents. Um, I'm finally 21 <laughs> going out on the weekends. I'm like, you know, I'm interacting with them on a personal level. Um, these young residents and doctors. And I realized they're not that smart. Oh man. I was like, I was like, if they can be a doctor, I can be a doctor. And I just got this crazy idea. And it's, it had to be from God of like, I'm going to medical school. And, uh, it was a crazy road from there. So like the, the, what's funny is this, I had this idea, this desire very early on, I let myself uh, get psyched out of it because if I, I, I didn't have good counseling. I didn't have anybody to bounce things off of to like guide me. Um, so I got psyched out and chose my own way to go. And then here God steering me back and planting crazy ideas into my head out of nowhere. Um, and it was a crazy journey. So it took even longer than it should have because <laughs> I took I took an extra two two, you know, two and a half, four years to do my nursing thing and then go to medical school. So, um, but but God knows what he's doing because all of those nursing experiences, um, helped me become an even better doctor. So he uses all things for good, right? He does. Yeah, absolutely. Maybe he wanted you to be a little bit older. Maybe he wanted you to have that experience. And, um, I don't know. That's really interesting. Yeah, for sure. I think he did. Um, Because I definitely bring, I definitely have a totally different perspective looking at um, situations and people and having what we call real real world experience, not just going from high school to school to school to school. So. Hey sister, do you want to come hang out with a group of women seeking to get pregnant just like you? Inside my free period cycle and ovulation group, you will find a safe space to finally talk about your fertility journey and not feel alone, all while being pointed back to God on this journey. Join us now on Facebook by clicking the link below in the show notes. I would love to approve your membership into the sisterhood. Also, if you haven't taken the hormone imbalance quiz yet, check it out to see what your hormones are trying to tell you based off some questions about your period. And yes, those questions are really funny and should make you laugh. The link for the quiz is also in the show notes. So just scroll on down. And tell me like, where did your husband come into all this? So like, yeah, where is he in this timeline? I have no idea where he's at. Girl. (laughs) We have. It was a rough ride, huh? Man. <laughs> no. Um. So my husband Corey, um, we um have only been together since um 2018. That's when we first met and started dating, and then we locked it down during the lockdown. <laughs> okay. So I'll never forget when we'll never forget. He'll never have a reason to forget our anniversary date, right? 
Um, so yeah, so we didn't meet, we didn't meet until I was actually almost done with my residency training. So he got to not be a part of the rigorous long study hours and, and all that stuff. He did get a taste of it though. Like I was still in residency. I would still have to take call and work in the hospital quite a bit, but he missed the worst of it. (laughs) Okay. And how'd you guys meet? Oh, we, we met at church. Okay, yep. cool. We met at church. So the church, the same church we still go to. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. Very cool. Um, okay, so you guys met, you locked it down. And then if I remember correctly, were y'all trying to wait a little bit before starting to get pregnant? Like maybe you guys waited or did you were you guys open to getting pregnant right away when you got married? Um, I was open, he was not. He he was very clear that he he didn't want to rush into it. He wanted to have time to just enjoy um, time, just us and nobody else. And I was like, okay, that's fine. And I was like, you know, I'll give you a solid year. I was like, we'll go at least a year and then we'll revisit the situation and see how we're doing. So, so yeah. So one year going on forward. <laughs> yeah. Gotcha. Man. Um, And so I'm thinking back because I remember in one of our previous episodes, we talked about your experience with the birth control pill. And so let's, let's go backwards a few steps. When did you start taking that? Yeah. So I originally, I was like 15 when I first started. I can't remember why. Um, Because my cycles were super um, frequent. And heavy, um, like I was on more than I was off. Um, and it freaked my mom out because she had went through a horrible experience where she, just like that, where she actually um, almost died from being severely anemic. Yeah, she had to be hospitalized. And yeah, if they'd wait any longer, she probably would have died. Okay. So like she had like PTSD from her own experience. And then she saw her daughter struggling with the same thing and um and then and just like any other mom out there they you know especially small town moms <laughs> nothing good happens in small towns so she's like you know you know she's like you have a little boyfriend and you know so she's like I know it made her feel better that I was on birth control because <laughs> you know things happen and yeah. so that's that's what that's what started it all so I was uh 15 when and I I did not get truly informed uh, about the birth control. I was not informed about it at all. Not even some of the common side effects of, you know. And this was a long time ago. Maybe I don't remember, or maybe they were discussed with my mother. I don't know. But um, like I wasn't told. Um, but like even some of the common things, like you know, increased risk of uh, blood clots and things like that. Like none of that was discussed to me that I remember. Like, yeah. And so then you were on that from 15 years old until I think you were in residency. Were you in mm-hmm. residency when the Lord I was in, I was in medical school. I was in, in medical, medical school, school okay. when that happened. So this is like about probably about 12, 13 years later that I'm in medical school. And, and I keep hearing this voice telling me to stop taking it. And to the point where every time I start taking my pill, I am actually getting like super nauseous. And then 
I finally just conceded and was like, um, okay. <laughs> like I heard this voice clear as day to say like, you don't need this. And I was like, all right, I'm going to stop. Yeah. And so I stopped for a while, probably a couple of years. Okay. Gotcha. Mm-hmm. Um, man, that is, that's a lot. And so now you and your husband have been trying to get pregnant for about four years. Is that right? Um, I would say more like, more like an honest three, like honest almost three. three. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. And so I was curious of like, um, what's your husband's experience been like and his emotions been like in this process? Oh, uh, you know, like God is so good because like he gave me an awesome husband that like he doesn't care. He, if he's going to be a dad, awesome. Matching outfits, let's do it. Like, he's ready to go. Like, that, like, he's not ready, but, you know, he would be. (laughs) You know what I mean? He's the kind of guy who's like, I want everything to be perfect. And I'm like, it's never going to be perfect. It's never going to be perfect. Uh, But that's just, that's just him. He's a little OCD. Um, But if we never, if we never get pregnant, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter to him. And he is more than happy to adopt and raise a child that as his own. And, you know, and that's how I, that's just like like one of those confirmations of like knowing like, yes, I'm with the right person that God wants me to be because I feel exactly the same way. If it'd be really cool because we're both cool people and we'd have a really cool little mini me. But if it doesn't happen, we're both going to be fine and we're going to be more than happy to adopt a bajillion other kids yeah that's cool do you guys have um like a timeline or are you just like consistently going to the lord because i know you shared that you've done all the things and you're just in a space where you're not working to do all the things to track or um you know additional measures um so I guess my question is, you know, do you guys have a timeline of how long is, are you guys going to wait until looking at that option or doing other things? Or are you just literally taking it like day by day, month by month, year by year? I am definitely a day by day person. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't set goal. I don't set like deadlines for myself or timelines or anything like that. It's just, just living in the present as much as I can. Um, and so, I mean, but here, you know, I'm I'm about to be 37 at the end of the year, you know, so obviously there's a biological timeline um, that is always in the back of your head, right? It's, you know, it's like, is it, even if you're not thinking it, somebody is going to tell you that. And so kind it's like, you bring it up to you. Oh, <laughs> I forgot in my all of years of training that I have a biological bomb, go, you know, like, oh my gosh. So I was like, oh, yeah, thanks. I know. I know. Thank you. Let's talk about this all the time <laughs> with other people. But I forgot for myself. Thanks. Yeah. Yeah. But um, so, so yeah, there's no like timeline. And to like clarify for other people, like I've, when, like I've tried all the, the, the natural things, like I've like, you know, I've done some functional protocols. I've done 
I'm up, I'm up to date on the vitamins all the time. I'm tracking, I'm looking at all, all the bio biomarkers and all that. Um, but like for me personally, where I've drawn the line is I'm, I am not taking any medical intervention. I'm not doing the, the Clomid. I'm not doing the dye and the fallopian tubes. Like uh, to me, it's like, no, that's, that's my, my hard stop. So like, you know, like when we say like, I've tried everything, like, I've tried everything that I'm willing to try um, that I feel like I'd, I'm not, if I have to go past that line, then like, I don't feel like that's where God wants me to go. So that's totally just my personal boundaries. Yeah. And to clarify for our listeners, Jamie, like you're a certified hormone coach, right? Like you went through the Fiat Institute's um, hormone certification program. So yeah. yeah. So like, you know, you know all the things and you know it from like a Christ-based, um, yeah. you know, I do, method. I've drawn, all, I've drawn all my labs up. I've done it all, you know? So like right. and the next, the next step would be to like go set, go see a NAPRO person, but, um, doctor, but, um, I just don't feel called to do that at all. Um, in fact, when anytime I do start thinking about that stuff, I actually get nauseous. Um, so I'm just like, okay, like, no, we're not doing wow. that. Wow. I yeah. wonder if like God speaks to you through your gut. <laughs> like he really does. I mean, the birth yeah. control and that's yeah. really interesting. Yeah. So like, that's where, I guess that's where the term, like it's a gut feeling comes from. Right. Like, you know, it's just like, no, yeah. I just, I pick up on that. I'm like, okay, yeah, I'm not doing that. Okay. Yeah. You just totally have to listen to the Lord. I love, um, I don't know. I just so appreciate that about you. You're not going to do, I mean, not only are you like, you're trained in all of the things of knowing what to do and you don't feel called to like do all of it. You know, like you are absolutely listening to the Lord. And I think that's so important for women to hear is even if you have this roadmap of here's all the things that you could do, blah, blah, blah. Even if they're all natural, you know, um, you don't, if the, if the Lord's not calling you to do it, don't do it. You know, the Lord has a specific purpose and plan for you and, um, and you are really listening to him. So I think that's awesome. Well, I didn't always listen to him. I had to learn the hard way. So now I try to do my best. Okay. I mean, he makes you sick. <laughs> so <laughs> I guess you can call that the hard way. Okay, guys. So that is part one of the episode. I hope you totally enjoyed it. Again, you're going to want to join us for part two to hear more about Dr. Jamie's story and really where she gets into sharing about how she very boldly and bravely shares her faith and challenges her patients to greater faith in the Lord in the second part of the episode. So we'll see you guys next time. Okay, girl, I hope you enjoyed today's episode. If so, would you please take 30 seconds and leave a quick review on Apple Podcasts? Literally just pause this, scroll on down, click write a review, and I promise it'll take two seconds, well, maybe like 25 seconds, and it would bless me so much to see what you thought about this episode and to hear your feedback. And also, if you could share this in a quick text message to the friend or family member that you were thinking of while listening to this episode, that would be awesome. It just lights me up to know that this podcast is helping you and other people. 
And girl, I pray that your progesterone is awesome. I'll meet you back next Thursday for another episode. Have a blessed day.